gets weird and pissed off, whatever it is. She just goes a little mad sometimes. We all go a little mad sometimes. Game over, man. Game over. What an excellent day for an exorcism. You are invited to an open house where horror will be your host. Don't fall asleep. You know what my problem is with all these contemporary comedies that are set in offices? So, uh, so the office, uh-huh. that sort of stuff. Uh-huh. They're all satires. Uh-huh. None of them are the Lynchian fucking waking nightmares that they really should be. Well, <laughs> I know, it's, but it's hard to make 1984 the comedy. <laughs> well, you know, David Lynch has a sense of humour. Twin Peaks was ostensibly a murder mystery comedy. Yeah. It was a comedy noir. Yeah, you're right. I think I think to, like, you know, the modern workplace, it really needs to be, like, a much... Yeah, yeah like The Office, there were, there were dips and dabs of hope and optimism and yeah. people falling in love. Parkour. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's not that overwhelming sense of, like, you've literally signed a deal with Satan that yeah. is the modern office. Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> I've returned for the first time in four years. I'm now, what... Three months back into office life, uh-huh. and I am ready to go full fucking log cabin and typewriter <laughs> already. <laughs> Just, I'm not, I'm not built to mix with the general population. Oh my god, I know. Like I have had all hope and dignity sucked yeah. out of my workplace by them. Yeah. By that, they've done it. They've worn me yeah. down. What was that quote? A good person will never win against an unjust system. Yeah, that's pretty, pretty true. I have been beaten down. I am at the point where I'm <laughs> daring them to fire me. Yeah. Like, I'm just, I'm showing up late, I'm leaving early, I'm taking one and a half hour lunch breaks. I am stealing so much shit. Like, I am taking an extra big handbag and I'm walking out with like eight bottles of like Ajax cleaner, tubs of cream and sugar. Like, I'm doing, I'm like walking out with pot plants. Bye! And they're like, okay, see you tomorrow. What, what the fuck? This is what most people don't realise is that the public service is <gasps> full of kleptomaniacs. Oh, my. No, you know what it is? It's because it is because they fucked me over. Yeah. And they fucked me out of an extra, like, 10 grand a year. Did they? Because of a technicality. No, because when I st- – well, the riveted people at home. <sighs> no, because when I st- – well, Don't st- worry. We will talk about monster dicks. When – oh, fucking the modern – Office is a monster dick. It's sucking <laughs> a big old steamy monster dick. No, because I finished what I was doing last time, um, they were like, no, 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 that was a contract. We know we've been paying you at this higher rate for like five years, but technically that was a contract. Oh, yeah, you're not entitled to that now. So we're you're going to make you lose, like go down 10 grand a year. So yeah. I'm like, fine. I'm going to steal 20 grand worth of stuff to make up for it. Exactly. It's a fringe benefit. Exactly. So I'm just taking what I'm owed, man. In the space of the three months I've been back. So I, I decided to try and see if I could sell some of my hot sauce uh-huh. that I have. Yeah. So I took some bottles in and mm. sent an email around saying, hey, everyone, hot sauce in the kitchen, help yourself at lunch. Yeah. Someone just took them. Yeah, I was going to say, that, that's what I take from that message. Yeah. And someone was just like, mine, even though it was open, it was open. Yeah. So someone's like, oh, no, I don't care if it's open. Yeah. It's not tied down. Yeah. So it's left in someone's satchel. It's because we are so chronically underpaid. <laughs> yeah. 
we need to do what we've got to do. Oh my god! The real opener, though, for me, for me this week, though, yeah, was the fire drill. So we've we've had a fire drill. Okay, I'm I'm working in Adelaide's I think second tallest building. Yep, we don't have skyscrapers here, but they're tall enough to be inconvenient. I I looked into this, okay, in yeah. Adelaide. Okay, so I looked at how the biggest fire truck that we have in South Australia, we've got one. We've got one mega fire truck. Yeah. Okay. And the highest that its ladder can reach. Yep. Guess which floor? 17th. Sixth floor. Oh, really? As soon as you go above the sixth floor, you are fucked. You are on your own. It is the towering and. Oh, okay. So, yeah, never go above the sixth floor. You fucked. <laughs> you got nothing. No hope. Nada. Nada. So, I'll give, I'll give you the rundown of this fire drill we've just had. Okay. So, it's a building with, I think, 25 floors. That's huge for that's South for, Australia. For Adelaide, that's yeah. huge. I'm on the 14th. Okay. It's really the 15th because we go above the mezzanine floor where all the, the mechanics and shit for the okay. lifts are, right? Yeah, yeah. So, they sent out an email. On yes. Friday, saying there's going to be a fire drill at nine thirty on Monday. It basically says if you want to work from home tomorrow, Monday's the day to do it. Okay, because there will be a fire drill. Okay, and nine thirty in the morning. You decided not to work from home like an idiot. No, 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 because I had to be there for meetings. I had no choice. Zoom, mate. No, Zoom. no, I had no choice. No choice. So <laughs> I get there, and it's like, okay, well, if it's going to be at nine thirty, I'm going downstairs at nine twenty to get a coffee and wait. Uh-huh. Because this shit takes forever. Everyone has to go down via the fire escapes. Yes. And then you have to go into your designated area. Someone mm-hmm. who wears a self-important fucking vest and a hat. Yes. Comes the around red t- hat. The red yes. hat. They tick you off. And that's all right. You can all go back up. And there's this huge queue because everyone takes the elevators back up. Yeah. So that was my plan. I go downstairs at like 9.20, get a coffee, wait. Uh-huh. I go downstairs at 9.20, get my coffee, wait, nothing. Yeah. It's like, okay, 9.45. It's like, mm, I, you know, maybe, maybe they've moved it. I need to go back up. I go back up. They've moved it because it was raining. Okay. And they didn't want people to go out in the rain. Get wet. Yeah. Yeah. They've moved it to 10. <laughs> right? So I've gotten back upstairs. I've got to my computer and I've looked down. And I said, oh, there was no fire. There was no fire drill. And someone says, yeah, it's just been moved to 10. Yeah. It's like, oh, it's two minutes to 10. Rush to the elevator. I rush to the elevator. Yeah. I press the button. Yeah. The elevator door opens. Alarm goes off. Get in, mate. Get no, in. It's this still. Is the, thing. the fire warden was the person on the front counter. Yeah. And they said, you're not getting in that lift. We're like, I'm sorry, I can't hear you. I'm going to get to the elevator. I and can't hear like, you over the alarm. It's like, I've only just completed my mandatory training uh-huh. into fire prevention. Yeah. I'm not about to get reported to my superiors. Because I'm, I'm on one of these new 12-month um, probation contracts. Yeah. Where you can be fired for anything. Yeah. So and I'm not putting a foot out of I line. Don't see, I don't see the – I would have been like doing the whole like, oh, oh, I'm trying <sighs> as you're looking like you're trying to press the button and you close oh, the no, close we've got those, button. We've got those new modern lifts where you scan your card and it just takes you to your floor or the ground and that's it. Anyway, they tell me, you're not going in there. You're not doing that. It's like, oh, fucking fine. So I walk around the corner and go down the stairs. Yes. And I'm on the 14th floor. Directly above us is nothing but soul-destroyed corporate lawyers. Oh. They all do F45 training. So they ran over you. They're all CrossFit people. Yeah. But I'm like a good three floors below them. Yeah. Right. So I'm going down these stairs as fast as I can, but I can hear these people catch up to me. They catch up to me by about the seventh floor. Yeah. And I'm tearing down these stairs as much as I can. Yeah. For a person of my magnitude. Yeah. Right? They are pissed off. Yeah. So I stand to the side and let these people go past me. Yeah. And like no one's just like thanks or anything like that. It is clear that in a real emergency, I am being left for dead in the stairwell. (laughs) 
it is clear that I will literally be held to the side while valuable people finger waggle. Yeah. No, that, that's a hundred percent in like state government. They did that once when I was in um, another in another building that I'm not in now. Yeah, um, we the building actually caught fire. Yeah, okay, so we had to like flee the building. The girl in the wheelchair, yeah. like her thing is like she's got to go and position herself in her wheelchair by the door. As we all walk out and leave her, oh. because the policy, their policy is, oh no, we'll send a fireman back for you, and they make her sit there by the door oh. so she can look everyone in the eye that is going to walk past. That her is how skip. gypsy curses start. <laughs> wow! Because I'm like, no, nah, come on, like just. <laughs> Pick her up. Someone like, pick her up. We'll, we'll pick her up and carry her. And they're like, no, you will not. Yeah. So I get to the bottom record time uh-huh. for me. Anyway, yeah. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a Sasquatch of a human. I get to the ground floor. I'm exhausted. My legs are on fire, uh-huh. just jelly. Yeah. I get out into the thing. Thank fuck it's raining because I'm sweating so hard. I look like I was going to die. I look like I literally look like Hagrid after too much coke. Just <laughs> eyes open, <laughs> dying, right? Oh my god! If you did die, though, yeah, like Lou could have sued the receptionist for guilting you for getting she out of that have. elevator today. Yeah, I can barely move my legs because I'm just so not used to that level of exercise. Right? I get back to the office, I limp around, and the yeah. person who originally told me that the fire drill was on yesterday comes up to me and goes, "So did you take that off?" I was like, "No, nah, I did it." And they go, "You didn't do the stairs, dude." And I was like, "Yeah, I did." And he goes, "Oh, you didn't need to do that." This is the fun thing. I'm surrounded by people that all take fitness very seriously. Uh-huh. And at this point, they've all like fucking meerkatted up and just come running over to me like, you did it? You did the stairs? You did it? I'm like, yeah. They go, oh, you, you know you could have just taken the lift. And I'm like, but it's an emergency. I knew what they were saying. Yeah. I was like, okay, no, no. Why, why should I have taken the lift? Yeah. Just to make life very awkward for them. They're like, oh, because, you know – you could have taken the lift, you know. It's like, yeah, I know, but it's a fire. It's a fire drill. We have to we exactly. Have to- you can't get. Everyone knows. Don't get in the elevator when there's a fire. Exactly. You I was, die. I was just like, Call me fat. <laughs> Call me fat. Come on. Come on. Oh my god. Then you could have got the payout and That's fucking afford to quit. That's what I wanted. Oh. No one would do it because they're all public servants and they know not to do that shit. Bastards. Yeah, but it was fucking clear. There is no one coming to save you. There is no one. They will fucking ride your body down the stairs like a toboggan. Oh, 100%. Like, and if that was a real fire, I actually would put money on those lawyers, okay, actually throwing you and everyone from your department through that gap between the stairs mm. so then they could use you as a human bouncy castle to just leap off. Oh. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Don't get between lawyers and an exit, man. No. Oh my god! So, we, fuck a job. Oh my. Well, you know what? That, I mean, talking about you know what people do in a crisis. Yeah. You know, because it's like you really find out who you are in a crisis. I found out I'm a fucking roadblock. <laughs> <laughs> I'm one of those spiky things on a beach, so that no one can land a tank. I found out I am the speed hump of life. <laughs> I really am. Oh, my God. Well, you know what? You're doing better. For some reason, this popped up on my news feed. Somebody shared it, shared a memory. Yeah. Uh, Okay, so this was a story from 
2021, but from an incident that happened in 2018. I don't know if they were commemorating <laughs> the big moment. Okay. Do you want, to, you want me to read this headline to you? Please. A woman who pooped her pants halfway through a marathon and ran with it in her shorts until she crossed the finish line achieved a personal record. What was the personal record? Uh, oh, like your personal best time or just like bucket list, ran, ran a marathon with shit in my pants? Yeah, I know. Loss of human dignity in <laughs> five, four, three. Tamara Tolkison relieved herself mid-marathon Ugh. on the mountains to beach marathon. Yeah. It was her sixth marathon in 2018. Ah, Lord. She was 31. Yeah. And fueled with, as the paper describes, new mum energy. (laughs) Apparently new mum energy has a serious exhaust problem. This is her quote. Okay. Training was going really well. I knew I was really in good shape. You know what she does for a job? Uh, I don't know. What? Event planner. Really? Which is ironic because she wasn't prepared for this event. Yeah. Uh, It starts in OJ, California and ends in the capital city of Ventura, west of Los Angeles. Now, she goes on to say that she had had a poop before the race. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) <laughs> but then, halfway through, felt an urge, like, oh. She got the urge, the urge to purge. <laughs> the urge to purge. It's her quote. I thought, I don't know if it's possible to poop while running, but I will try. Oh, so she tried to poop. I didn't want one poop to mess it all up. Because she felt she was running at a personal best. Runner's high, man. Like, it's got the same fucking side effects as crack. So, while she was running, didn't even stop. Didn't even stop in the middle of the road to give it a... Just kept in mid-stride. I don't even know how that's possible. I couldn't run and shit simultaneously. Like, I know... Women can multitask, but that's ridiculous. If I was chased by a very big dog, I probably might. <laughs> Survival of the... Ah! Yeah, and that wouldn't be voluntary. Yeah, no. Well, so she voluntarily shat herself yeah. whilst running and then continued to run with it just sitting in her... Because she had shorts with built-in underpants. Yeah. So she can carry it on... For another 13 miles with this weighing her down. When she neared the finish line, she yelled to her friends, quote, I pooped my pants. Uh, Influences, eh? Then when she finished, she went to the medical tent, got some (laughs) wipes and went to a porta potty. Oh, God. Why Why wouldn't you just go to the fucking porta potty? Yeah. <laughs> Why do you have to involve a paramedic? Like at that stage, it, that's that's beyond a wet wipe. 
A yeah. wet nut wipe is not cleaning up no. 13 miles. That's a dip in the ocean. It's it's splooshed up back up your pet. It's into your hairline. Yeah. It's pushed all the way back. You've got and- a racing stripe now. <laughs> and, okay, so you know what at the end result was what's that okay now, this, thing, this wasn't this wasn't going for an olympic gold okay this wasn't her coming back after some like a r- horrible tragedy where she lost both of her legs yeah. okay she wasn't even near the front <laughs> she beat her personal best by one minute and 20 seconds look that's a significant chip off your pb but at the same time you're really coming number two in more ways than one. I think it's better to keep, you know, that little chart number of days where I haven't shat myself. Yeah. I'd rather keep that intact. At a minute 20, that is enough time to stop in a porta potty and drop a deuce and yeah. get out and start running. And then, you know what? You've got like a 20 second personal best and you, you kept your dignity. Yeah. Look, she's not going to get a Nike endorsement after this. <laughs> Let's be honest. Um, I've got a friend, Mike, who's really into road running. Oh, God. And he reckons that there are people within that scene yeah. that will strategically shit themselves. Is that to keep other people yeah. away? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Are you serious? Yeah. Like when they're in a big pack and they're, they're looking to basically yeah. psych out their opponents. Yeah. They'll just fucking shit themselves. Admittedly, like if I'm in the Emma, if I'm in the supermarket and someone just stands too close behind me, like I'll drop a fart. Yeah, I've done that. But you know that's survival warfare. That's fine. But yeah, these are the people on LinkedIn who are like masterclass, you know, innovators. Like, no, I'll shit myself in a marathon. It was everyone behind you in that fucking stairwell. That's yeah. who it was. Yeah, you're going to be found frozen to the slopes of fucking Everest. <laughs> With a massive streak of shit snapped up your back like a, like one of those chocolate smears on a designer ice cream. Oh, my God. Yeah, you'll be on one of those expedition unknown as Joss Gates tries to figure out this ceremonial turd. As they go up and find all the dead fucking LinkedIn guys on Everest. Here's Yellow Boots. He's been here since 1986. And there's Backstrap. He's been there since 2023. That's a turd. He shat himself so no one would try and overtake him on the pass. His Sherpa left him. He's still quietly leading by example, as it (laughs) says here on his LinkedIn. Oh, fucking hell. No, I'm sorry. Thought leader, pants shitter. (laughs) I'm trying to think of the things that I I would be prepared to shit my pants for. Yeah. Um, If I went in a radio contest and they said, we will send you back in time to watch... ABBA at Eurovision 1970-something, mm. all you got to do is shit yourself. I'd do it there and then. Just on command. Oh, uh, no. That, uh, you know what? If Keanu Reeves came back to me in like a full latex outfit and said, look, oh, man, like the butterfly effect, if you shit your pants now, that will, call, that will cause like a river of time ripple. Oh. Mothman in Japan that will cure cancer. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. Well, I think I'd still. I even like. I'd, uh, I'd, I. 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 No. I. I like. I'd want to, but I think I'd pucker up. Like I'd just. I'd tighten up. Shit yourself, you selfish. <laughs> for cancer, for the kids. I know. I would want. 
want to, but I don't think my body would let me. Think my body of would. All those celebrities that have to do make a wish appearances. Oh, but my body would just be like, the fuck you are. It'd be like when Sarah, when the ring gets thrown into the fucking Mount Doom, <laughs> all these celebrities would see all their fucking calendars clear up. Well, they don't have to go and shake hands with some poor kid with fucking stage four leukemia. I know. It's, it's like we'd be saving the children twice. Yeah. You know? Oh, my God. Dean Kane's like, oh, now I've got to find work again. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> Come on, Walmart Superman. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. You Actually, I was going to say, what do you think is Dean Kane's worst film? But then I went, I know what Dean Kane's worst film is. Is that the one where he's in prison? No, I was going to say, you know where you die and your life flashes before <laughs> your eyes? That's his worst film. We're just looking back at all the fucking shit he's had to put us through. No! See, now, if, if Rufus from the Bill and Ted movies came to me yes. and said, if you shit yourself right now on command, yeah. Kevin Sorbo will stub his toe. You wouldn't even finish saying toe ah. and I would be fucking absolutely jodpers packed. Ready to run a marathon. Just like, really? Is that it? <laughs> Take that, Kevin. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my, oh, my God. If I could somehow, like, oh, my God. I, oh, my God. If I could somehow curse Kevin Sorbo so that every time he said something bigoted, he shat his pants. <laughs> he ran th- and then ran 13 miles with it in his pants. It's just him, Kid Rock, <laughs> Ted Nugent, just all of them in hospital with bigoted bowel syndrome. <laughs> oh, my God. And you know what? The worst thing is their end, their public end, wouldn't be any worse or as bad as Rudy G. What is his name? Rudy Giuliani. Yes. When we saw his career end out the front of that dildo shop. Oh, I thought you meant when um, Borat got him to fucking pretend, like, act like he was about to get a root. Oh, let's not talk about that. <sighs> <sighs> oh, like- you just know that when Rudy Giuliani gets an erection, his dick plays a Star Spangled Banner. But like a bad Chinese music box version that's like got a slightly flat battery. <laughs> I'm just thinking... Jimi Hendrix's corpse is playing him getting half-staff. I was going to say, every time I reckon his dick got hard, do you think it would sweat black (laughs) spray like it did that time? You see the replicant oil leaking out of it? Yeah, like in the X-Files when they find that alien in the submarine. Oh, my God. We are going to talk about monster dicks. <laughs> well, we are. <coughs> oh, my God. You know what? I just said, oh, my God. You know what? Speaking of monster dicks uh, and monsters being dicks. Yeah. That's so weird because that literally finally brings us to the top of the You know what? If you just if you've just had enough of the banter at the beginning of the show or you'd like more of it, just let us know at realmothmen at gmail.com. Maybe we have a banter only podcast for Patreons. <laughs> that, that's just, low effort. It's just you know what, we're literally just gonna get paid five thousand dollars a month by Rudolf Gia. Well, I can't even say his name. 
It's just going to be him listening to us bagmouth him while he cries and cups himself. I hope so. <laughs> no one knows what it's like, like to be the broody. <laughs> uh. There we go. Oh, Lord. Okay. So, <laughs> for anyone who stuck around from last week, <laughs> we, of course, you remember what we looked at last week? We looked at the Grassman. And this week, we are going to look at possibly one of the most famous encounters with the Grassman. Okay. Dun, dun, dun. This occurred in Minerva, Ohio. Now, Minerva, it's a small area. Um, oh, my God. <laughs> I looked it up on Google Maps. The cemetery is right next to the elementary school. Oh, uh, well, that fucking works in America, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> How convenient. We're having an excursion today, kids. <laughs> you know, people laughed at me originally when I just put in this gate between the cemetery and school. Who's laughing now? Well, no one. It's a, it's a terrible tragedy. Um, okay, kids, cross the road past the book fire. Yeah. Into the cemetery. Oh, my God. I don't... I, don't, well, I would not send my kids to school in America. Yeah, between the oh. book burning or, like, people trying to drive over drag queens and the mass shootings. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? I know. Oh, my God. I hate, I hate that I still want to visit America. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, we are literally going to get shot. Yeah. Like, 100%. Yeah. You know. We're gonna I have still to- want to go. <laughs> and I want to go to the shooty places. I want to go to Texas and Tennessee. I want to go to that place where you can pay to fire a rocket launcher. Isn't that Vietnam? No, you can do it in America. That's got to be Texas. <laughs> of course That's it's gotta, fucking Texas. It's got to be Texas. Woo! Oh, my God. Yeah, no, you could fire a... No, it's Vegas. Oh, Jesus Christ. Just outside of Vegas. That's what I've heard. That does not surprise me. <laughs> All right. Stop this madness. Okay. Oh, my God. So, I, if you if you have a quick look at Minerva, yeah. you know, on Google Maps, I was just having a look. And I looked at it and I'm like, oh, my God. My first thought was it's nothing but brothels. These are the first four shops that showed... The first businesses that showed up that were pinned on oh. the map. Henry's Cloud Nine, Heart Mansion, Grinders, Ooh. and Granny's Addict. And I'm like, oh my God, how many brothels can you have in one store? Turns out Henry's Cloud Nine is a dress shop. <laughs> Heart Mansion is a restaurant. Okay. Grinders is a cafe. Yeah. And Granny's Addict is a thrift store. So like I'm not going to Minerva, Ohio anymore. <laughs> Oh, my God. Anyone out there, I think that's a great name for a brothel. Granny's Attic. It's a great name. <laughs> for people who are in... I think you know what you're getting. It's all... Yeah. And in Ohio, that's probably what you get. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we're not here to kink shame. Not if that's what you're into. If you're into your Granny's Attic, that's fine, as long as it's not actually your granny. Yeah. That's when it's weird. But, you know, America, they don't have an active social security system, so... They are having to work older. If there's any possible family, if you look kind of facially similar to your hooker, just walk away. That's <laughs> or, what just... or close your eyes. <laughs> no. Oh my god. In 1978, <laughs> yeah, the Caton family 
and their neighbours would get more than a chance sighting of a suspected grass man. When over a period of a few years, things would be seen. (laughs) Creatures would be heard. Nests would be disturbed. And science rocks would be thrown. (laughs) Come with us as we explore the most famous grass man case of all time, or how it was known in the press, the Minerva Monster. Hey. Or... Minervina, do 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 do. Minervina, do 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 do. Very happy with that. Very good. <laughs> uh, now, the first reported sighting of note occurred on Monday, the twenty-first of August of nineteen seventy-eight. But this story really begins a few weeks earlier, in September of nineteen seventy-eight. Mm. The Catons, who lived two miles outside of Minerva in the Paris township, were concerned. And not just because they lived in the Paris township outside of Minerva. <laughs> Lately, there had been quite a few thefts in the area mm. and things stolen from cars. Then one night they heard what they thought was the slamming of car doors. So the following day, the couple decided that they would cut back the underbrush near their house. Because essentially where they live, there's like a road, there's a really long strip of grass. On the other side of the road is just all forest. Long strip of grass, and there's a couple of houses, literally just all forest, woodland. And in that forest and woodland right behind their house is an old strip mine. Delicious. Mm, yeah. Yummy. Mm. Uh, so they decided they would cut back all the underbrush near their house, leaving no place for vandals or thieves to hide in and wait. Because we all know that thieves like the weeds. <laughs> They're like gophers. <laughs> it's all about getting up in that bush. Hey. The couple cut down bushes and cut back underbrush near the abandoned strip mine behind their house. Okay. Because that's, that's you know that when you buy a house right by an abandoned strip mine, <laughs> nothing will ever go wrong. No. No. This is a great place to raise a family. Definitely not chemicals leaching into the soil or landslides. Mm, mm, this is great. Or like <coughs> weird hillbillies, a ghost of Chinese workers that were forced to work in slave-like conditions. None of that is going to come back to haunt us at all. No. Yeah. Or any like weird, mysterious dinosaur that was trapped 3,000 years ago. That's not going to resurface. What do you think they've got a Balrog back there? It could happen. I'm just saying. <laughs> the hillbillies delved too deep. <laughs> oh, my God. In their grandma's attic. Oh, oh God. Oh. Oh. Mm-hmm. Didn't know I had family in Ohio. <laughs> I'm in Ohio, everyone's family. <laughs> oh my God, that could be their slogan, like on their number plates. In Ohio, everyone's family. <laughs> and everyone's game. Oh, yeah. Dear. Oh. <laughs> it's hunting 
season on your mama's ass. Oh, God. <laughs> this, is, this is an episode of Duck Dynasty I do not need to see. <laughs> when they did this, cutting back the bushes, yeah. the couple discovered something very unusual. And it begins! Excellent. They found in the middle of the shrubbery a small opening. Okay. Which you could enter inside the bushes. There inside, the bushes had been flattened and reeds and grasses gathered together and laid carefully down and squashed in the opening. As if someone had created a grass mattress... Or nest. Ah, it's like the bong huts we used to have in Port Pirie. <laughs> I know exactly what you're saying. Usually um, an old valiant seat. <laughs> yeah. Or it's like, just my first thought was I'm like, oh, and this is where the giant spider will lay its, <laughs> its just eggs. And you're like, burn the forest, burn it all down. <laughs> the nest was over six feet long. Okay, that's pretty big. So they decided to clear it all away. Oh, no. Landlords, eh? <laughs> oh, Motherfucking God. landlords. Oh, my God. Yeah, if that was today, yeah. you'd be charging like 1800 a month for that. <laughs> yeah. You'd be one of those fucking creeps that sublets it on Airbnb. <laughs> <laughs> there will be a $350 cleanup fee. <laughs> Go in there and kick the fucking sticks around like a liar bird. <laughs> oh, my God. Over the next few weeks... The Claytons had small stones and rocks thrown at their house. Oh. Because you literally cut down somebody's fucking house. They went out for, like, fucking pancakes. Come back. What the fuck? That is bullshit, man. The family investigated but never saw anyone and assumed it was just kids hiding in the forest directly behind the Clayton house simply being stupid kids. They also heard strange knocks coming from the forest. Again, they dismissed it as kids playing in the woods. What kind of creepy goth kid is trying to knock hello to Satan in the woods? Like, what the fuck? (laughs) Playing Marco Polo with Lucifer. (laughs) But you know what? They're getting outside. Fresh air, good on them. You know, they're not shooting up a school. Good on them. One evening in late August, Mrs. Evelyn Caton was sitting inside the house with her grown children. It all come back for a family visit and a nearby resident. Yeah. In total, there were six adults aged from 18 to 55. Meanwhile, Evelyn Caton's grandchildren played with neighbourhood children out in the yard and in the forest behind the house. Don't anyone start, like, complaining, oh, you letting your kids in the forest. Oh. Yeah, I know. God, you, you'd be around kids long enough. You'd be like, why don't you go play in the forest? Oh. Anything to get some peace of quiet. Yep. So they were out playing in the forest behind the house. The casual laughter was replaced by frightened screams as the children ran screaming into the house. The children claiming there was a big hairy monster in the gravel pit outside. (laughs) And that's when Ohio met its first Greek family. (laughs) We're fucking racists. (laughs) 
summer barbecue just oh. to go big hairy back. <laughs> hey, you want to spend? Want to spend? Oh my god! But seriously, the big hairy monster in the gravel. That is definitely a sex act. Oh, yeah. I'm going to get on Urban Dictionary. That has got to be 100% a sex act. Yeah, 100%. 100%. Some of the adults went to investigate. Yeah, oh, big did. hairy monster in the gravel, eh? <laughs> Wink. <laughs> Haven't had one of them in a while. Cue funk music. <laughs> I'm down to get ticket. It was the 70s. It was. Oh, my God. Maybe it's just someone with a huge afro. And they were like, oh. <laughs> what happened? <clears throat> appeared three days later in Thursday's edition of the local paper, the Akron Beacon Journal. In an article entitled, <clears throat> Cricket's Quiet When the Creature Prowls, by Barbara Murdoch. Oh, best story, Barbara Murdoch's had the right. It was, oh my God, actually she did an interview about this later. Yeah. And it turns out the only reason that she got this story was because when she started working for the paper, they made her do all like the cute and cuddly animal stories. So when they were like, oh, there's a big hairy animal in the woods, they sent her out because they just assumed it yeah. was going to be like, you know, like a bear or something. <laughs> turned out to be one of the larger stories the paper has ever seen. <laughs> Uh, so this is Barbara's uh, part of Barbara's story. <clears throat> Minerva. Those who say they have seen a large hairy creature roam in the woods in this remote part of Paris township have mixed feelings about its presence. Quote, I wish it would go away, but then I wish it won't, said Vicky Keck, 26. I want somebody besides us family and friends to see it. Her mother, Evelyn Caton, 55, agrees. I hope someone catches it or takes a picture of it so they know the people of Paris Township aren't imagining things. <laughs> Mrs. Caton's grandchildren and neighbourhood playmates ran into the house crying. She said the seven children ranged in age from four to 12 years. Mrs. Keck, Mrs. Caton, and her son, Howie, 18, went up the banks of the strip pits to see what had frightened the children. There, less than 50 feet away, they said they saw a creature about six feet tall, covered with dark, brown, matted hair. It just stood there, Mrs. Caton said. It didn't move, but I about broke my neck done running down the hill. <laughs> that is the only time you are allowed to shit in your pants and keep running. <laughs> now, are there are there bears in Ohio? Surely. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That's a fucking bear. It wasn't a bear. I didn't know what a bear. You've seen bears all your life. You know what a bear looks like. Okay. They quickly, although admittedly this was 10.30 at night looking into a strip mine, but... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there are extenuating circumstances. <laughs> they quickly rushed back to their house and Evelyn Caton phoned the police at approximately 10.30pm. 
Deputy Sheriff James Shannon received a call to contact the complainant at her residence regarding a large animal in her yard. Excellent. That was how the person on the phone had described it. Talk about not preparing them for what they're going to find. <laughs> it's a large animal. You've got to you've got to be, you know, you've got to be a straight shooter when you're on the dispatch. <laughs> exactly. You, you can't just say there's a fucking UFO. And monsters. What that's you should, you should be prepared. And then you rock up and you're like, oh, why didn't you tell me? The dude wouldn't... turns up and it's like, oh, it's a drunk dude with a coat. <laughs> but isn't it better that you're prepared with a flamethrower and not need it? Actually, no, this is American cops. I take this back. Yeah. I take this back. Yeah. Okay, wheel it back in. I'm sorry. So I'm letting my white privilege show. Uh, when the deputy arrived, he exited his vehicle and noticed... A strange, musky, almost ammonia-like smell in the air. Ooh. Yeah. Which he noted as this was unusual. When entering the house, Evelyn Caton told the officer about the hairy beast they believe had been hanging around their house. How do you take that call when you're a cop? Oh. Serious fight. Do you think they practice that in yeah. training? Yeah. Just someone going, oh my God, yeah, it was like cock squatch. And you've, you've, got to be like, <laughs> you've got to have serious face. Serious face. Especially in these small towns. Like, you've got to be like no country for old men. You know? Well, if it ain't the mess, it'll do it or the mess gets her. <laughs> you got to be that guy. Okay. Yeah. All right. The sheriff went and looked into the pit. Yeah. But the creature had vanished. Oh, dear. Probably all those fucking screaming children. I'm the same. If I'm in the park, fucking screaming kids arrive, I leave. You know, that ammonia smell was probably the monster shitting itself <laughs> yeah, as it's it like, ran away. Ah, people! <laughs> Personal best. <laughs> he just stopped for a water break. God damn it. <laughs> the deputy sheriff would later say in an interview that judging the family's fear and reactions, he did not believe that this was a hoax by the family. I guess that's the advantage of being in a small town. You know everybody. Yeah. So you know who you think is likely to be on the crack cocaine. Oh, yeah. And who is not. Oh, yeah. If you ever get to meet small town cops, they know who they're looking for instantly. Instantly. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So, okay, this is the official police investigation report, okay? And this is what it states in the remarks section. Okay. So when he's gone back, he's filled it out. After initial investigating the complaint at Mrs. Caton's late on Monday night, August the 21st, 1978, the reporting officer along with Deputy Sam Sainer, Deputy Charles Mason, Deputy Mike Taylor, and Deputy Mark Douglas, not a lot of diversity no. in this police force, no. went to the area during the daylight hours of the early morning on Tuesday, August the 22nd, 1978. So the cop was saying basically all of the cops just came back in the morning <laughs> to be like, yeah, with all their like Jeeps and shotguns to go looking for it. <laughs> just kicking around dirt. A foot search was first conducted in the vicinity of the Caton's home. A partial footprint was located by Deputy Douglas and photographs were taken of it by Deputy Michael Taylor. Okay. We don't have those photographs anymore. Oh, well, no. 
Deputy Mason and the reporting officer discovered a, a partial skull in the pit behind the residence. It was large and appeared to be from a cow or other large animal. Okay. Mrs. Vicky Keck, a daughter of Mrs. Caton's, turned over some dark-coloured fur to the officers. Just a little something for you officers to remember me by. Where'd she get the fur? Has she just, has she just shaved? <laughs> it's like catching the bouquet at a funeral. Oh my god! Yeah, after the UFO sighting, just whoever catches the big pile of fur is going to see the monster next. Uh, Mrs. Keck stated, "You pervert." That she found the fur stuck to the wood. That does happen sometimes. (laughs) That the fur stuck to the wood near the chicken coop. Oh, come on. That's a metaphor. That is definitely a metaphor. You got to wash your eggs. (laughs) (sighs) Let me get my little deputy in there. Oh, dearie me. I'll patrol the area. Make sure it's all clear. (laughs) Got a handful of fur. The skull was taken to pathology laboratory at Altman Hospital. So there's a cops. They've just gone to the hospital with what they're like, well, it looks like a cow skull. It's clearly a cow skull. So they went to the human hospital. Yeah. However, they refused to examine it. Damn, what a shock. What what do you want us to do? Bring it back? Like, ugh. So both the fur and the skull were then taken to Malone College by Deputy Samuel Sainer. Do they not have a vet? Even a vet's not equipped to do pathological work like that. Yeah, but he can look at it and be like, yeah, that's just a random cow skull that has just died of old age. Probably, yeah. Yeah, it's a mine. Shit falls into it. They drown. Or he could like look at the fur and be like, that's a beaver. Yeah, it's come out of a fucking bear's ass. Yeah. Bear's eating a beaver. Laid himself a fuzzy goog. The results were never known. The Malone College never got back with any results. Oh, what a fucking shock. Straight in the bin. Yep. Yeah, sure, we'll look into this. <laughs> Straight in the pedal bin. Yeah, just like the cops probably do with a missing black child report. <laughs> I will look into this. <laughs> into the shredder. <laughs> a search of the area by Jeep was also conducted at the same time without any significant findings. Mm-hmm. But this was not to be the Clayton family's only encounter with the hairy beast. In an interview over 30 years later, Mm -hmm. Howie Caton, who was 18 at the time, said at first some of the family suggested that it might have just been a homeless hairy man that lived in the woods. It's a legitimate option. That's just Jim. It could just be a really tall. Like, if Ben Kissel. Okay, imagine if last podcast on the left had never taken off. If you've seen Ben Kissel lately, yeah. he's very large, he's very hairy. Imagine the podcast never took off. Yeah. And he's, he's just ended up in the woods of Ohio, <laughs> just eating sticks and shit. Yeah. He quickly he becomes the Minerva monster. He's over he's like six and a half feet. That's how it happens. Yeah. That an oxy addiction? This is what happens when you don't support podcasters. Yes. <laughs> we bother you in the we become bothersome in the woods. 
Uh, so, yes, some people believed homeless hairy man. <laughs> and the family began leaving food out. It's very nice of them. Yeah. And the food would always disappear without incident. Okay. Again, that could just be the, the, the roaming animals that yeah. live in the forest. Yeah, the various carnivorous critters. Or trailer park children. Yeah. You know. I left out some Cheetos. <laughs> But then one night, the family heard strange noises outside their house. Ooh. Yeah, like that. <laughs> then they saw the creature. Oh, yeah. Pressed up against one of their rear windows in the house. Jesus. Its head bent, looking down in at the family. Fuck that. Got any more Cheetos? <laughs> Got any something to drink? They're pretty salty. And the other thing is, like, when they're, when they're like, oh, it was pressed against the window. I'm like, <laughs> how pressed against the window? Are we talking about, like, that place you go in Thailand where you drive your car and the Thai hookers come out and, like, rub their titties on the car window? Are we talking that kind of pressed up against the car? Or I'm just saying. I didn't know that place existed. That place exists. But I, this is the time for, and what's your, look at the dick. This yeah. is when you quickly, like, look at the dick. That's how you know. Yeah. Was he was he curious or was he jerking off? <laughs> no, well, he was pressed up. Yeah. So I guess if one of your windows pops out, oh. you know he likes what he sees. Yeah. <laughs> one of the residents ran into an adjoining room and came back with a gun and pointed it at the creature with the glowing orange eyes. Why would you just point it? Wouldn't you fucking shoot why would you shoot it? Because it's, it's just, a giant fucking creature looking at you like you're trying to open a can of fucking cheese. But again, it's just looking. It's not coming inside. Yet. It's just looking at the menu. Yeah. Seeing if it sees anything it wants to eat. Yeah. <laughs> you know. So they came back with the gun, waved the gun. The creature had no reaction to the weapon at all. Right. Like it just continued to stood there looking at them while he's like limply waving the gun at them, which led them to believe it was not a human being at all, but something else. Or just real fucking high. Yeah. Yeah. Or just like, you're a, you're a hairy, matted man who lives in the woods. Do you give a fuck if someone shoots you? Nah. You're like, please. Yeah. Put an end to it. Uh. Just do it. Oh my God. I've but eaten so many Cheetos, my eyes are glowing orange. <laughs> just fucking do it. Yeah, he just wiped all the Cheeto dust on his <laughs> eyes. That's all that was. Ah, do you have a soda? <laughs> I'm so thirsty. There's so much salt. Oh my god! But yeah, so speaking of soda, can I steal some of yours? Yeah, get into it. Thank you. But oh, do you mean this? No bullshit. Like, oh, I'm gonna buy vodka and cocktail box. That's just all fucking cranberry. They lied to me. They did. <sighs> fucking fruit cordial. I'm the one drinking Sprite. So, yeah, so that's why they believed it wasn't a human being because they were like, oh, a human being would have, like, freaked out if it has a gun pointed at it. Or it's just a fucking American school kid who's like, yeah, Tuesday. Yeah. <laughs> duck and roll. Duck and roll. Eventually, the creature just, meh, moved on. Right. Just wandered up. See, this is why you don't need to shoot it. It had a look. Had a twiddle and moved on. I respect your life choices <laughs> for the most part. 
But when it comes to monster looking through your fucking bedroom window, veganism goes out that window. What? As long as it's just looking, just hey, and pull the blind down. Have you met my son, Hydroshock? You're such a terrible person. I'm a I just said you don't have to kill and eat everything you see. I wouldn't have fucking ate it. You need to kill and Nothing fuck Nothing tastes like Cheetos. I'm not fucking eating it. It's pre-season. Yeah. How good would the rug be, though? I'd be amazing. <laughs> oh, Lord. So eventually the creature moved on. Although the family agreed that it was a creature, the family would never call the creature Bigfoot or Sasquatch. They always said they had no idea what it was. Well, they've seen a fucking Sasquatch, have they? (laughs) Uh, Maybe they didn't get into that. Oh, my God. What we've actually got is we actually have an audio clip of Howie. Now, he's the son of Evelyn. He was 18 when this all started. Yeah. Um, And this is him just describing the rock throwing uh, that would happen to the house. Uh, rocks or something hit the roof of their house. They were getting their house pelted with rocks and there were footprints and, and they just didn't know, you know, if this was vandalism perhaps or something else. We always have rocks thrown and messing around, knocking on the trees, howls, screeches. That's, I love the bit that he just casually puts it in there. So there was, the, you know, there was some rocks and a little bit of, oh, and the howling and the screeching. Stop! <laughs> Howling and the screeching. <laughs> That's not the bit you leave at the end. <coughs> That's what you call burying the lead. Because when he get, exactly, he's like, oh, it was looking at the window. Nobody said it was a howling and a scratching. That changes it. <laughs> oh Lord. Evelyn Caton said on another occasion she spotted the creature in daylight squatting in the bottom of the pit. Uh, what? So I think it was a shit pit. I think so. I think this creature is more civilized than humanity and had like a designated poop spot. Sounds like she's interrupted a marathon. Yeah, <laughs> this pervert. Just like, oh my God, again? <laughs> Fucking pervert. You've got issues, lady. So it was just there squatting in the bottom of the pit. <laughs> Another evening, the Caton family had guests over when they all heard noises coming from a partially demolished chicken coop one evening. <laughs> Partially demolishing his sister in the chicken coop. <laughs> the group went out to investigate. Oh, yeah. Bit of dogging on a Friday night. And saw more than they bargained for when they shone their flashlights and two sets of eyes reflected back in the torchlight. Get fucked. Literally dogging 101. (laughs) But it was like the creature they had previously spotted with a near identical but much smaller creature. As they shone their lights, the larger of the creatures stepped in front of the smaller creature, the witnesses said, as if to protect it. Mm. And then the two of the creatures disappeared. Okay. The Catons later told reporters that they would often find large footprints in the large, soft ground near their garden and had taken several photographs, although there is no copy. Of course not. 
of these photographs. We used to have rock throwing almost every night, you know, and it was just a game. We throw rocks, they throw rocks, they throw rocks, we throw them back. Well, one night we wanted to be curious and see what would happen, so we started marking, we throw a rock up or we mark it with a big X with a marker. We throw it up, up on the strip mine. A couple minutes later, that same rock would come back down with the markings still on and the rock would be warm and it was just kind of funny, all right, we're playing a game here, but it was weird how that rock would come back down to us that we marked and have the exact same markings on there. And one night, one of our neighbor ladies was over here and she had a set of glasses on, wore, wore glasses. And she goes, oh, if you think you're so smart, she goes, why don't you hit me right between the eyes with a rock? And it wasn't 30 seconds later, she got beamed right between the eyes with a rock. Broke her glasses, she had a big knot on her head. And we all thought that was funny. We thought, well, someone just throwing rocks, you know, and, but we never threw, you know, we never thought that someone would actually throw a rock and hit her, you know. But, yeah, we just, we made games out of it when I was younger. It was just something that, okay, we got his attention, let's see what we can do with it. And, but, yeah, we had rocks constantly. What the fuck? <laughs> it just beamed their neighbor right in the face. <laughs> but who, like, that's, who tests, like, who tests the Sasquatch? <laughs> you think you're so good? Mysterious alien creature from another planet without identified abilities. Why don't you shoot me right in the eyes? Right between the eyes. And then bing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, fuck around and find out. <laughs> Take that, Karen. That is a literal definition. Yeah. Oh, my God. She fucked around. She found out. <laughs> oh, my God. That is absolute gold. <laughs> Seriously, that's what you get for just... Don't start that shit. Oh my god. Why would you, why would you do that? Why? And the like the thing that got me is the fact that like they were throwing the stone that they marked with the X. Yeah. So there's obviously something intelligent enough to know Yeah. that stone. Yeah. Don't fuck around. ET would have been a very different movie. <laughs> <laughs> Just all the kids pelting him. <laughs> oh my lord. But not all of these experiences were fun and good times. There was an experience marked with tragedy. The Caton family had taken over ownership of a German shepherd dog from a neighbour. Oh, dear. The dog was kept chained in the yard at the rear of the property, which is fucking bullshit yeah. you're not gonna bring a dog inside don't have a fucking dog yeah it's bullshit they're yeah. a member of the family don't fucking chain them and leave them in a yard you're a piece of shit yeah they'll protect you better from inside the house damn straight <gasps> have i ever told you that story no i was almost like abducted or fondled you were yeah yeah and i was saved by my dog because he was inside the house yeah you know literally the guy had the window open had the screen off Canal. god bless you shadow Mwah, up in heaven so the dog was chained in the yard at the rear of the property. Now I'm glad things are happening to them. Yeah. One morning, the family came out to find the dead dog. Oh. It had a broken neck. Oh. There were no visible signs of any other injury or struggle. Maybe if they'd shot this fucker when they had the chance. Oh, you can't. <laughs> Vegan dilemma. 
The Catons did not know what had happened. Some people held the monster responsible. Some claimed it was just a shitty, shitty neighbour. Yeah. But the Catons were not the only ones to report an encounter with this monster of Minerva. At the time, several other people made over a dozen reports to police over the next several weeks. One witness claims they saw the creature by a nearby river. Numerous residents of a nearby trailer park reported rocks being thrown at their homes. One witness claiming that a big hairy creature threw rocks at her home and then tore some of the cladding off the side of her mobile home. And as the witness ran to the window to investigate, they saw the bright green eyes of the creature looking in at them before the creature moved on. Meth, it's a hell of a drug. Sounds like it. Two children claimed that when they were fishing at the strip mine... When that, it, hey, fishing at the strip mine? Yeah, well, like water would just pool. That sounds like a fucking At The Drive-In album. <laughs> There's the new Mars Volta record. Anyone who needs the name of their album. Yeah, because like water would just pool at the yeah. bottom of the fish mine. Like, I don't think there's any fish in there. Tadpole hunting at Chernobyl. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> so they were fishing at the strip mine. Um, again, it could just be code for discovering young sexuality. Yeah. Um, when unseen being began throwing rocks at them. See, it could just be like a religious rite. Eh, stop doing that. Stop enjoying your bodies. <laughs> so they began throwing rocks at them until they went back to shore and left the area. One witness said as they were driving, the creature appeared in the headlights and the creature began charging at the vehicle. The vehicle's occupants threw the car into reverse and hightailed it out of there. Others reported hearing noises coming from the woods. These noises included a kind of laughter, Uh loud screaming, and what sounded like a baby's cry. Hey, what happens in the half-demolished chicken coop stays in the half-demolished chicken coop. It sounds more like a serial killer than a Sasquatch, it, it, I'm going to be honest. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Uh, and one resident had an encounter at the most inappropriate of times. Uh-huh. They were running their own little marathon. Um, we have a little clip of what happened to his daddy. 56 and 57 is when this was really going on heavy around there. My dad... He went to the outhouse one day out there. He didn't have inside toilets in. Most people didn't. And when he was in there, he heard growling and everything and noise out in the grass. And he snuck over to the window. He said he'd seen a big black shadow go across there. He thought it was a bear. He didn't know for sure. He thought it was a bear and he was so scared he didn't have no gun out there and none, but he run to the house. I remember I was in the house and he come in and told us all about it. And uh, he was just a shaking. And he got his gun out in the house in case he was watching. He didn't go to bed all night there. Because it just, it was after dark, probably about 10 or 11 o'clock at night. But he stayed up all night then because he was afraid to go to bed. And like I say, the neighbors was afraid to come out at night too, all around that area there. The whole ne- we were friends with the whole neighborhood at that time, cleared down the line. And they all knew about this. And, but of course, some of them moved out and everything now. He ran a personal best, though, didn't he? <laughs> Again, that is 
the only time you were allowed to shit your pants and keep running. <laughs> he didn't have his gun or nothing. I like how that's like a failure. Yeah. Like, oh, I didn't take my toilet gun. Oh, my God. The one time in my life I'm not strapping heat. Oh, my God. Then what are you going to do? Come charging out, dick out, like gun in each hand? I just love that the NRA dilemma of going to the toilet and you've got the gun in your hand. and How do I wipe my ass? From my cold, dead hands. No. <laughs> okay, so that's the question that I put to you. Okay, so you're dropping a deuce. Yeah. Okay. There's a few things you've got to consider. Like, do I finish off the deuce, you know, or do yeah. I try to, like, just pinch it off in, like, mid? Do you stop to wipe before you, like, put up your pants and then cock your gun? Or do you just kick your pants off and just go running out, shitty ass, wang out, pow, 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 pow? What, what are your steps in that situation? Minerva Sasquatch, rawr, outside your toilet. Everyone always thinks they're going to be more rational than they are. <laughs> what I'd like to think I would do is have the thought and just go, well, I'm out here minus my toilet gun. I may as well finish the business. And then make my way back. Because if I wanted to get me, it would get me. In reality, I would probably run forward. <laughs> I'd look like the latest SpaceX launch. Just total failure, explosion midair. <laughs> That's pretty much what I'd look like. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You see the drunk people trying to run and they get up and run and fall in yeah. the bush. And get up and drop their pants and just... But, okay, so you would keep on, like, pooping. I'd like to think I would. But, like, as a carnivore, like, so it's different with vegans. Like, we put, like, it's all out three seconds. We don't have to do anything. But, like, you got to, like, strain it out. What if it's your... Says who? Says who? Well, a lot of carnivores, I'm 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 just saying. I'm not an obligate carnivore. I'm not literally eating slabs of elk meat. No, but this is America. A lot of carnivores... This is Ohio. They might have a high cereal diet. They are gripping the hand trail and, and praying to Jesus. Hey, Jesus, please, God, I'm so sorry. What if that alerts the creature to Maybe your Maybe that's what brings the creature to them. Yeah. This, this thing has got a high meat diet. <laughs> They're like, mm, what's that smell? It smells like ammonia. It might think your fart smells delicious. Could do. Yeah. Mm. Or do you go the full boss move, shit in your hand, and then you've got a weapon? Throw it at the creature. Yeah. The creature's like, oh, what the, like, Yes, cover yourself in your own excrement. Yeah. And then just come out. Blah, 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 blah. So it's like, fuck, it's rabid. It'd work in prison. It'd work there. Stay away from it. No it's one wants cool. to fight the guy covered in shit and naked with a boner. You know what? And I reckon that applies to eating him too. Oh, yeah. Nobody wants to eat that. <laughs> or unless the, he's just like, finally. <laughs> Rebatted. Oh, blah. It's a corn dog. Oh, my God. Ohio corn dog. Just a redneck covered in his own turd. A stick and a shotgun up his ass. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, it's it's got to be the worst, the worst time. But, and then the other thing is, so if he's pinched off midway yeah. and then run back into the house, what do you do then? Because obviously you've got the rest of the turd. But you're too, he's, oh. he wasn't going back out you're there. You're not going back outside, are you? Yeah. And I'm guessing you've got a bath in like the tin bucket thing. <laughs> that is a very tense night in That's that household. Everybody stop drinking the coffee. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. It is, yeah. I think it's. I think that's one of the most vulnerable times to have an encounter. 
I think masturbating would be. Mm, I don't know. Because uh, no, because maybe, maybe it's different for like men and women. Like I don't have anything like exposed like that. Mine's just folded away, oh. ready to ninja. I can just jump up and karate kick. Female female masturbation is all candles and baths and soft music. <laughs> Male masturbation is like a prison murder. <laughs> <laughs> You've got something from behind and you're trying to rip its head off. It's it's violent and ugly. No candles. No candles. Just a burning cross. <laughs> or at least that's how I do it. You know, that's how it works for me. Oh my god! Yeah. Desensitized. It's amazing what I got to do to get a boner these days. <laughs> I need a hate crime. <laughs> Other sightings were investigated. Sometimes no evidence was found. Other times people claimed to have found large footprints ranging from 14 to 21 inches. Oh, aye. banana for scale. That were deep in the mud. Oh, yeah. Indicating a heather creature. Oh, it was definitely black. Big and thick. Oh, yeah. <laughs> We know what was knocking. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah, it was just Sasquatch trying to get the barnacles off. When its dick could reach up and open the toilet door, <laughs> then you've got to worry. <laughs> oh, oh, prehensile God. dick. All witnesses agreed on one thing, though. The creature stank. Hey, okay. People reported strong, pungent odours of stagnant water or ammonia sulfur whenever the creature was around. Jesus. Can you imagine? It's like Dior presents stagnant water. (laughs) They also agreed that the area would become deadly quiet when the monster lurked. Okay. It's because everyone was just doing a shit. (laughs) You're breathing in, pinching it off. Like, uh, that's the. If you think about it, next time you go back and watch the thing. Yeah. How do you go for shit while the thing is happening? I don't know. Because everybody is already feeling so vulnerable. You've got to you've got to always travel in pairs. And it's like you've got so many layers on. You know that when you go to the toilet, you've got to take like 20 layers off. Like there's no quick pull it down and like it's an adventure. I reckon the thing would wait till you're done. It's not going to want to assimilate that. <laughs> no, but like you as a person, do you think that like at the end, the reason Kurt Russell... Okay, the reason he has that look on his face is because he's just ran the lows the whole half of that movie with a giant shit in his chunks. Maybe. And here's the test to see if he's human. You know they say how, like, uh, is it Knowles has yeah. no, no steam in his breath? Yeah, yeah. They should both have to snap on off in the snow. And if it doesn't steam... <laughs> <laughs> and so the rescue party just finds two neatly arranged shits. And two dead guys frozen in the snow. He's going to be thinking, what the fuck happened some, here? Trying to put some, like, wires into it. 
<laughs> These guys didn't even have matches to draw a short straw. They just literally wanted to see who had the shortest poo who would go for a walk to get help. But they both died before they could solve it. But it's true. That's the one thing that they never cut. Like they, they <laughs> Shackleton's <laughs> Dilemma. <laughs> Seriously, like that is the scariest time. Like I can't, but they're all like they're on nerves. They're all drinking coffee to stay awake. Yeah. And from someone who's had a night out on espresso martinis, it's all well and good until there's that point where your body's like, nope. Oh, and you got a poo. Oh, oh, and then you just shit for three days straight. Yeah, I gave up drinking before the the espresso martini. No, no it's the coffee that. That's does what I mean. It. Yeah. Before the espresso martini happened, I gave up drinking. Yeah, I found out the hard way. I just used to drink like a man. <laughs> I didn't know this was fruit juice, all right? It says 4% alcohol. vodka cranberry. They really, really shouldn't be able to sell it as that. No, it's a lie. It's fruit juice. It's fruit juice with a dash of vodka. You give that to the kids. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's teenage strength. Yeah. But so if you were in the... Th- okay, so everyone, while you go back and you're watching The Thing, go watch The Thing this week and let us... Know when you think was the moment that everybody went for a shit. Let us know at realmothman at gmail.com. Is that, oh, maybe that's why his drawers were in the bin. Oh my maybe God. Maybe that's yes. why. Is Because they're all kept going back, damn dirty drawers. Well, McCready's dirty drawers. We're in, yeah. Yeah. Oh someone's, my God. Someone's sacrificed a sock. Someone's done a personal vest. <laughs> Running from that fucking shack Running back from to the main compound. I lost him. I lost him in the snow. I left a fake train. Fucking personal best PB, mate. But was it worth it? <laughs> was it worth it? Oh, my God. <laughs> so the creature stanked. A lot of these encounters were reported in the local paper and these stories were picked up nationally. And then the town was flooded with reporters sightseers, hunters, and idiots. <laughs> it always turns into Jaws. I was going to say, it always becomes that scene in Jaws. The Akron Beacon Journal published an article, Curios bring guns, beer, to search for creature. <laughs> Curios? Uh, Sounds like a breakfast cereal. Yeah. Minerva, this is the article. <clears throat> It was shortly before dark when the five strangers in a van stopped in front of Herbert and Evelyn Caton's home on Ohio 30 in Paris Township. (laughs) Armed with cases of beer, shotguns, and a, quote, trained killer Doberman. (laughs) What? The young men said they had travelled from Akron to search for a big, hairy creature. That is becoming the biggest tourist attraction in the village. The only gay in the village. The only tourist attraction in the village. His name's Jeff, and he's got feelings. (laughs) The quintet represents only a small sample of the massive influx of adventurers who have been cluttering the normally tranquil county since reports of the Ferribean began circulating last week. It seems they came by the hundreds. The Caton family was hit by a wave of attention they did not want and not just from reporters. Oh, dear. Suddenly, the Catons awoke to somewhere between 100 to 200 cars parked in their driveway 
up and down the street outside their house. At one stage, so many cars were parked on either side of the road out the front of their house of people just hoping to catch a glimpse of the creature and people trying to hunt the creature with their trained killer Dobermans. (laughs) The road became blocked and impassable, so the police were forced to move people along. Yeah. They they even had people knocking on their front door. Oh, I'll say the monster. Fucking hell. How much would you just be like, I'd just unzip. There, my dick. (laughs) There's your monster. (laughs) Five dollars for a photo. (laughs) Ten dollars if you want it personally autographed. (laughs) It's free if you want to shake its hand. Oh, Jesus Christ. You've done this before. (laughs) The Caton family shied away as best they could from the media attention. The town, not so much. No, of course not. The nearby restaurant put up a huge sign saying, Bigfoot ate here. That's how you know the food's good. (laughs) And started selling Bigfoot-themed sandwiches. Oh, God. Restaurant, you say? (laughs) What would you you put in your Bigfoot sandwich? Fucking, I don't know, pine needles, <laughs> gopher bones. Something that smells like ammonia. A rock. <laughs> Just a big clump of fur. Yeah. Oh, my God. Sounds like the worst Reuben you've ever had. I know, Siri. Just a weird, unidentified meat. <laughs> <laughs> Even the local car wash got in on the action with a big, Bigfoot banner that just said... Bigfoot washed here. No, he didn't. <laughs> oh my god, I would hate to see the banner outside Gran- Granny's attic. <laughs> Even though the Catons tried to remove themselves from the monster mystery as much as they could, public attention remained on the area. Even two years later, the local paper was still writing articles on the monster. In articles like, <clears throat> quote, Minerva's monster is almost like a pet by Barbara Murdoch. Quote, he's become residents of the area, say, a fixture in the neighborhood. Everyone knows he's there, but no one pays much attention anymore. He has few esec- e- <laughs> He has few eccentricities, such as Regular Pelton nearby houses with small stones. <laughs> Staring through windows. <laughs> Pressing up against a window. Oh, but mostly he keeps to himself and is generally considered a good neighbour, they say. Apart from that time, he killed our dog. Yeah. The so-called Manilva Monster, who two years ago created an uproar the likes of which Paris Township has never seen, still is hanging around the densely wooded area behind the home of Herbert and Evelyn Caton in southeastern Stark County. Nearby residents reported. Oh, which residents? Say, the people with the Bigfoot-themed cafe? Perhaps? (laughs) He's almost like a pet. Said Mary Ackerman, one of Caton's daughters, who lives nearby. Yeah. Howie Caton, who was 18 during the original encounters, 
did not speak much publicly at the time. But in 2015, he spoke to the makers of the Minerva Monster documentary by Seth Breedlove, in which he said that not only had members of the Caton family seen groups of the creatures walking together on a nearby hill during the day. Yeah. But because that's what they were saying, like, this is why the grassman is different from like traditional Bigfoots. Like, yeah. it travels in family unions. But he claims that on occasion he saw these creatures, big and small, yeah. were traveling with what looked like a pet that resembled a cougar. Wow. How fucking cool is that, That's though? That's pretty fucking cool. I'm just like, oh, my God. I thought big forts were cool until I knew they had fucking He-Man. Their fucking cougar comes running in. They ride him out into the fucking forest. How cool is that? I want a pet cougar. You are a cougar. <laughs> uh, but you know what? Perhaps it's best if we leave the final words to Howie Caton himself it's it's not a monster it's not violent it never has been at least with my family it's it's never been violent it's never been aggressive but you know they they really gotta understand it this thing is what it is don't make it out to be something else you know what i mean because then you give it a bad name just like it attacks people now people's going to go out and hunt it they don't need to be hunted leave it alone let it be curious do what it does leave it alone See, you don't need to shoot it through the friggin' window. He was there. I still would have shot it. Oh, fucking hell. <laughs> oh, my God. So with the reports from the newspaper, I want to just describe for you. I'm going to put this up on, on one of our sites. So they gave a visual description. They had someone come down to do like a drawing. Yeah. Um, so this was... This was how the Caton family described uh, the Minerva monster out the back with their chicken coop. Oh, it looks like Morris Sendak drew that. Oh. <laughs> but how, like, he's, just, he's just standing there. It looks kind of sad. Just no looking one like, knows what it's like to be a grass man in Ohio. <laughs> he's grug. <laughs> oh my god, but also, look at his little bottom He's got a little bottom I never thought of like, you know, grassman or sasquatch having <laughs> yeah. a bottom it's, it's, it's actually quite cupped <laughs> It is, yeah It's like a little frog bottom Little leg day Yes <laughs> Bless him, he just looks sad He's not hurting anybody no. He's just ass out in the breeze Just like, lamenting what happened to his chickens He'd finish his shit <laughs> You know he would <laughs> oh my god so that's our story of the most famous uh grassman of all time the minerva monster not a bigfoot not a sasquatch i said you know um but it's also like you remember if we touch back in the earlier episode the uh native indians tribe said they lived side by side with the grassman and they just left out food yeah and there were no problems and that's what this family seemed to do they left out food some Cheetos. There you go. Domesticate it. But domesticate it. Live in harmony. You're domesticating it. It's a wild animal that needs live to live on. Live in harmony. 
It needs to live on beavers and whatever else the fuck it eats. It doesn't need to eat Cheetos. I mean, why? Leonard Kentgren's folding chairs. Feed Doritos to the bears. Cheetos? Honey quick, the Polaroid. Winnebago warrior. Brave as old John Wayne. Fucking... Sorry, I've just decided to break into dead Kennedys for some reason. <laughs> yeah, well, they're going to find out that, like, fucking Cheetos cure cancer and I'll be like, ha! Cheetos 100% cause bowel cancer. 100%. Oh, I just spat. Oh, no, you lost 0.2% of an alcohol thing from that. Oh, shut up. You know what? I'm just, I'm going to pinch this one off and I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, put, I'm calling this one to an end. Fair enough. Thanks to uh, Small Town Monsters on YouTube for the, uh, the quotes that we just used. Mm-hmm. Look them up. They've got a great little documentary on the Minerva Monster. And, and they've sort of done a, a, a follow-up one um, a, a few years later. Yeah. So um, thanks for the hard work there, which we've just benefited from. Awesome! Fair usage. <laughs> Podcasters loving each other so we don't have to live in the woods like Ben Kissel eating pine cones. <laughs> You're just dirty because they cancelled their show. We couldn't go. <laughs> Just a little. <laughs> oh my enough. god! Um, no, no, they're coming back in August. Yeah, we're going to that. Yeah, yeah. I want to meet. If you're at the show in Adelaide, we're going to be there. Come and say good day. Oh my god! I'm going to shamelessly be like handing out leaflets, you know, because I am a whore. It's great publicity. I'm just going to jump on all of their publicity and use it. Why not? Maybe I should fly to everywhere they're going around the country. Let's fly them all. Go on, do it. Yeah, I done. Dare you. Done. Oh, my God. You know what? I'm going to jump on the back of my Mothman and I'm going to do it. <laughs> and I love Mothman because you know why I love Mothman? Why? Real Mothman eat the carpet. That, that is true. And there is no knowing necrophilia. Is <laughs> Does he pinch it off? I don't know. You can kind of make the corpse go no if your weekend and burnies it. <laughs> Nighty night, kids. So bad.